Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. This podcast is about practical application of Scripture to your daily life. That's why we use the metaphor, put the Bible on like blue jeans, and go to work in a way that's glorifying to God. Welcome to episode 118 of the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast. I'm going to start out this episode with a question. What do these four things have in common? The toothbrush. The design for the Erie Canal. The cure for septicemia, which is a form of blood poisoning. And lastly, the book, Pilgrim's Progress. What do the four of those have in common? Again, a toothbrush, the design for the Erie Canal, the cure for septicemia, and the book, Pilgrim's Progress. I'll give you another one. The book of Philippians in the Bible. What do those five things have in common? All of those were written or invented by someone in prison. By someone waiting. Just waiting. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, the toothbrush was invented by William Addis in his prison cell. And the design for the Erie Canal was done by a gentleman by the name of Hawley, who wrote from prison 14 exhaustive essays on details of the Erie Canal, which were followed precisely. And when completed, that canal opened up trade between the eastern and the western parts of the U.S. way back then. And Robert Stroud invented the cure for the blood poisoning septicemia. And, oh, by the way, he wasn't even a doctor. Of course, we all know the beloved book Pilgrim's Progress, which was written by John Bunyan, from prison. And Paul was in prison in Rome for four years. And while there, one of the things he did was write the book of Philippians. (laughs) Are you waiting for God? I mean, you may or may not be in prison listening to this, but you may also be in a holding pattern. And you don't know why or what God is doing. Maybe he even seems distant, like he's forgotten you. Well, all of those folks I just mentioned, all five of them, used their time wisely. I'm going to read Romans 11, verses 33 through 36 real quick. Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has become his counselor? Who needs to teach God anything, right? (laughs) Or what person has given to God, and therefore God has to repay that person? Verse 36 then ends this by saying, For of him and through him and to him are all 
things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Amen, right? The depths and the riches, both in the wisdom and knowledge of God, even though you're in a holding pattern. He knows what's best. So it's best for you to use your time wisely. Sometimes we think we know what's best. And waiting isn't part of that. (laughs) So we pout. We get frustrated. We complain. Sometimes we even make wrong accusations. Maybe we start blaming God or saying he's left us or no longer loves us. Maybe we abandon God's plan and work for his kingdom in our lives. We simply aren't wise when we do that, right? And forget to ask God for wisdom. James 1, 4 through 8 says, We're to ask for wisdom and trust him, not doubt him. By the way, those are the two conditions for getting wisdom. Trust him and not doubt him. And did you know it says that God will give you that wisdom freely? And lots of it. Here's something else to add to this. When Jesus left us in Luke 24, you know, when he went up to heaven, in verse 49, he said to those all around him, I will send the promise of my Father upon you, but go to Jerusalem and wait until then. He was talking about the Holy Spirit coming, and that didn't happen for quite a little while. He told them to just go to Jerusalem and sit and wait. Yep, wait on God. Wait on God's promises. Sometimes we are asked to wait. Maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe there's a reason that you have been asked to wait. Maybe there's too much noise in your life. And you need to shut those things down. (laughs) Not let them inform you. And God's just waiting until you get the worldly information that you're somehow relying on or afraid of out of your life. Maybe God needs to settle you down and say, Be still and listen and know that I am God. See, when you know I am and realize He is in control, great things can happen. Paul was still in chapter 1 of Philippians when he was in prison waiting for four years I mean, think about that for a second. This is Paul, who's called to be the greatest preacher of that time right after Jesus. And yet he's sitting in prison for four years. What do you think was going through his mind? What would go through your mind if Jesus himself met you on a road and said, I want you to teach the Gentiles about me? And then you find yourself in prison. For four years. (laughs) How am I supposed to do that? 
How am I supposed to follow Jesus' plan for me, what he told me to do? Yeah. But Paul did four things. I'm going to mention those four things here. While he used his time in prison wisely and fully trusting God. In fact, he probably did his best and gave God the rest. He did what he could right there while he was waiting on God. So the first thing that he did was he did all that he can. He, he did all that he could do. Next, trust and obey, because that's part of the plan. And third, he grew in the Lord with joy every day. And the fourth thing, he learned contentment while he was sitting there. Contentment, by the way, is what mature people get when they trust God. Now let's cover each of those, and then we'll be done with this podcast first one is to do all you can. Like I said, do your best and give God the rest. Do what you can while you're waiting. And that must include some Bible reading and Bible studying. Studying is different than reading, right? Studying is really getting deep into what God's Word is saying. And it's helpful to have a study Bible when you do that. I like the MacArthur Study Bible. And I like to use the New King James Version, but you may have your liking too. (laughs) And it may be a little different, but I just really like the MacArthur Study Bible because it covers so many different things, like the history of the period, uh, the writer of each book, and the stories about him, and cross-reference. Things that are important in the Bible are found in other places in the Bible too. That's what I call the principle of the two or three witnesses. You know, by two or three witnesses, things will be established. So if something's really important, you'll find it another place or two in the Bible. And maybe you use your time to learn some things other than the the Bible, you know, read books, watch YouTube videos, learn a hobby, learn more about your career or what God has you to do. Figure out what spiritual gift he's given you and learn all you can about how to apply that to the church, to help the church. Do all you can while you're waiting. Don't just sit and mope and watch or play video games. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) although some of that's okay. Next is to trust and obey because that's part of the plan too. God is teaching you to trust him. And you show you trust him by obeying him. Don't delve into the worldly things. Don't resort to complaining or whining or crying or blaming God or doubting. And that's the biggie. Don't doubt. Because doubt always leads to worry and fear and anxieties. And it gets you apart from God. And that's exactly what Satan is probably wanting you to do during this waiting period, is to get away from God, to get you away from God. So continue to trust and obey. Sing that song. You know that song? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to... Yep, (laughs) you got it. 
And the third thing is, is to grow in the Lord with joy every day. Growth is important. In fact, so much so that they have a really fancy name for your spiritual growth. It's called the process of sanctification. It's where the Holy Spirit is cleaning out the icky things in you. Yep, I said that word, icky. (laughs) And is replacing those with character traits of Jesus. And you are to be growing in the Lord every day. You do that primarily by reading his word and feeding on his faithfulness, how he's treated you and gotten you through things in the past. So grow in the Lord every day. Mature as a Christian. Are you more of a mature Christian today than you were, say, a year ago? You should be. And maybe this waiting time is so that you can mature in the Lord. Become a stronger Christian. Improve your faith and your trust in the Lord. And another part of that, growing in the Lord with joy every day, is to thank God for what he has given you, for his blessings to you. And then tell him that. Maybe you need to make a list of those things. And another thing is to pray for others. Do that while you're waiting. When you read the Philippians that Paul wrote in prison, especially the first chapter, he he prayed for other people a lot. You should do that too. That always helps to pray for other people. It takes the focus off of you and your crybabiness and <laughs> your whining and complaining and puts that focus on others and asking God to help them. And the last one is to learn contentment along the way. In Philippians chapter 4, it says by Paul that he has learned to be content in whatever state he's in, whatever God throws his way or doesn't, Paul has learned to be content. And when he says he has learned it, he probably is meaning he learned it by waiting on God for years. And as I said before, contentment is what mature people get when they trust God. Contentment is being happy with where you are, with what you have. Being thankful for what you have is part of that. And taking the focus off yourself and putting it on others is also a part of that. And knowing that God is in control and has you right where he wants you. Even if you can't see why that is right now. But trust him that he knows and he does. And his plan will come together. Use your time wisely. Oh, and I got one other reason that God may have you in a holding pattern. Maybe he thinks you just need the rest. And it's okay to rest once in a while. God does. And do you think he needs to? Nope. But he did. He rested after six days of work on the seventh day. So one-seventh of his time was devoted to resting. (laughs) How about that? God says it's okay to rest. Call it the Sabbath if you want. Sabbath rest. 
Maybe you're in a Sabbath period. Could be. Could be okay to rest and read and study God's Word. Get to know Him a little better. Pray for others. And let me boil it down to these four things again. And this is actually a poem. You can say this to yourself, okay? Do all you can. Trust and obey is part of the plan. Grow in the Lord with joy every day and learn contentment along the way. Can you say that with me? Do all that you can. Trust and obey is part of the plan. Grow in the Lord with joy every day. Learn contentment along the way. When you're online, be sure to go to bluejeanschristian.com and check out some of the articles there. And look at my speaking tab up at the top. And you can see some of the topics there that I travel around in the winter and give pastors a break and speak at their church. And some of these small churches that just have a single pastor really need that break. So if you are attending a church like that, get in touch with me. See if we can work something out.